podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Churros Tacticas podcast, a week intro intentionally because despite Real Madrid being ahead of Barcelona in the table, <coughs> we... <coughs> Excuse me. We get we dropped two points at home versus Raya Vallecano while Barca had a grind-out, last-minute, dramatic victory in one of the toughest away stadiums in Spain at Real Anoeta. I think that's what it's called. It's changed its name like five times. I don't know. I can't keep up. I just... Real I, I like, okay. Anoeta, yeah. I, I, I just kind of call it Anoeta. But either way, a grind-out victory. Uh and Barca are hot on the heels. And of course, if there was a Girona fan on the podcast, they would be doing the intro because they are flying and they are doing some amazing stuff. So, Diego Lorin, welcome back to the show after the first... Like, it's probably for the best that we've had like a week between recordings so that we can both cool down from the post-classico. Uh, I was going to say, bath. man. I was going to say, what, what a difference a week makes. Like, put this intro next to... The- last week's <laughs> intro and my goodness it's nah nah <laughs> nah what a difference uh a week's makes in, in, indeed yeah well um here we are back again back at it uh the madness continues and uh just blessed to be sitting here another week doing what i love to do uh one of the things i love to do that is let's talk football and uh happy to be uh Doing it with you, buddy. You know, it's been, it, it's just madness, dude. You know what I like about freelancing at this moment? These these last two months have been mad. I mean, the churros, you guys know, the, the regular watchers. I've been away doing beach soccer in, in Portugal and in the south of Spain and Huelva. Uh, I've been doing some work again with Barca. I've been uh, hosting uh, or reporting on this cryptocurrency conference. And now I'm having a chance to do uh, the same at the Smart Cities Expo here in uh, Barcelona, which is, I mean, it's a worldly event a conference with, with, I mean, the biggest companies. I was talking from Microsoft execs to Deloitte people, from uh, more local startups, people from the World Bank uh, about sustainability, you know, green tech, innovation, uh, AI solutions, and, 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 and how to improve healthcare, water recycling, you name it. I mean, it's all in the... It, it was just fascinating. And uh, meeting these people from different walks of life, it's uh, life is good right now, Kian. You know, life is good. Uh, loving family. My jobs are interesting. And I'm here sitting again for another churro. So I'm blessed. All the other, all the rest is just bullshit. All the rest <clears throat> you, is just noise. You couldn't do any of that if you were working for Barca full time. I had no yeah. idea you were doing this conference thing. Why are, are you. I, maybe I just haven't seen it. Are you posting this on your Instagram story? Because this is great <laughs> stuff. You got to post more, man. I'm very I'm lazy. You. I know, I know. I, I, tomorrow, I will do it. I, I, you know, I'm very lazy with these things. In fact, uh, Jamie Coles, uh, my ex-colleague at Barca, who's now on this job uh, with me for uh, these next few days, he took some pictures. So I'll, I'll post those pictures on Instagram uh, and I'll try to do I just. I, uh, it's not natural to me. I don't know. I know. It's not natural to me either, but I force yeah, myself yeah. to do it. Now you're good. You got the whole modeling shots. Come on. You love it. You're <laughs> lapping it up. You lap it up. Secretly, don't even yeah. shut. 
secretly. I, I will. I'll post some <laughs> some some videos for sure. But uh, so here we are, man. So yes, right. Barca off of a, a very ugly win, and uh, let's hope that in half hour's time we're gonna see some improvement for crying out loud against the Shakhtar. Uh, it could be our seal to the next round, finally, and uh, our ticket to the next round. After Kian, after two years of not having, uh, you know, made the knockout rounds of the Champions League after far too long. I mean, how long has it been? Six years prior to that of just disasters. It's uh, we have some reckoning to do. We have some, uh, uh, you know, redeem team should be the focus of uh, the name, let's say, of, of, of this Chavi side, hopefully. And uh, they can make it happen. And that doesn't mean win the Champions League, but it does mean compete. So excited to get through to the next round. Let's hope we do it in style against Shakhtar. We made it very difficult, Kian, uh, over at um, the Montjuic, the Juiz Compines. You probably don't remember. We won that game tightly. Uh, comfortable 2-0 lead with nice goals. Uh, Ferran Torres, I want to say. And, and I think it was Lopez. Fermin Lopez. I'm not 100% sure. I think he might have hit the post. Anyway, uh, and then they came back. And Shakhtar right now, or this, they have the new coach on their side. Uh, it, it was his first game uh, in charge uh, in the game against Barca. And they have this, like, you know, gung-ho attitude about them, at least in that, that last game at the uh, Olympic Stadium, where, uh, you know, they deserved a draw in the end. Uh, they came back 2-1, and they had insane amount of chances deep into uh, in the game. Uh, where they could have easily drawn. They hit the post. So, again, they're a team to be reckoned with. We're coming off of a nasty loss, or a win, rather, in, in Anoeta, uh, the Reale Arena. And uh, I don't know, man. That loss, they over. The, the, I tell you what, and then I'm, I'm rambling now, but the loss in the Clasico did a lot of damage, I think, to this team, more than maybe what, what also people uh, want to admit or think. Uh, I think... I don't know. Took you know damage. what? How cl- the classical results results rarely affect the outcome of the season. You forget quickly. Both teams forget quickly. They move on. Historically, Real Madrid after the classical, they just shit the bed like they did against <laughs> Rayo the next game. Barca have a big win. Morale fluctuates. None of this matters. You can you can. It was different the- though. It felt mm. different. <clears throat> your your game against Rayo and ours against. Real Sociedad, mind you, very different opponents, sure. And 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 yeah. thank God we walked away with three points, golden points, in a, in a place where I think eight they were undefeated in the last 18 games. Um, and, and yes, you dropped big points against Rayo, but I, I felt the dynamics of that game was like you were going to walk away with a goal at some point, and you just didn't. Sure, but I think we'd trade places with you and take the ugly win. Rather than drop points, but I, you know, it's interesting because, like, no Real Madrid fans really felt that way. I mean, we try to take the optimistic look from the game and say, okay, well, you know, we had a bunch of chances. Rio didn't do anything, and another day we would have scored. But it, of course, it also accentuates and highlights the problems in that we don't have a pure goal scorer in the team. And so you're like, okay, well, how many times are we going to sit here and say, well, we played oh well, God. but no one scored the ball? Like That you know, narrative become, is so old. It's a recurring discussion after every time we drop points. Like, 
Oh well, we would have won that game on another day. We're like, okay, which yeah. which which one of those games has the striker that wins us the game? <laughs> so that's a recurring problem. Um, yeah, you know it's funny. I was looking at um, this stat today before we started recording that since Xavi took over Barcelona, Barcelona out of all the teams in Spain, Barcelona are the team that has the most one nil victories. And so many Barca fans that complain, oh, it's ugly, it's all this. I'm like, man, this is, let's, can we just remember the fact? Here's, here's my Barca, my Chavi defense monologue. Can we just remember the fact that Barca under Kuman were ass? And it was following Amen. up, it was in the Bartomeo era. Like, do you know what Chavi had to do to come and change the mindset and actually get the team? Breach, like, baby. Like, he's done an his amazing Mary. job. He's <laughs> Smeddy put this on TikTok. Keon loves Chavi. Um, you know, he's done a great job, man. Like, I don't know what Kool-Aids are complaining about. Dude, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I, listen, Kules, we are critical beings. And football, yeah. one of the things that is, yeah, it is. It's a motto. You can call it a motto of the club or not, but... There has to be wins and also a convincing, entertaining style of play that that fits that narrative. Uh, and it's you know the search for perfection in the eyes of a culé. And I think that's a noble, you know, thing as well. It, it, it it's not win by any means. If if our motto and philosophy was win by any means, then instead of a Pep Guardiola, uh, you know, Chiki Begiri Stein and and uh, Laporta would have chosen for. Uh, Mourinho at the time to become the Barca coach and not take a bet on the Barca B coach without, you know, with zero experience. We would have had somebody with more pedigree and, and, and big leagues and, and teams. Uh, and that's not the case. So, you know, that's the bet and that's the ex exigencia, the demand of, of the culé is that beautiful football, entertaining football is played in a process. And that right now, Xavi will be the first to admit that that's just not the case. And until that is, there's going to be many critics. It's just uh, what is also annoying is that uh, I think you can be critical, but be, you know, productive in the process. Um, you know, uh, constructive criticism, uh, if you will. And uh, uh, there is far too much within the Barca camps itself of, first of all, extremists, fanatics that want Xavi out, uh, and they, you know, call for somebody like Klopp or Fleek or, um, you know, whoever, whoever is, is the hot name, uh, Arteta now is, is, which I'm not saying are, are bad options. Huh? Mind you, I, mm. I'm really not. However, I agree with you that I think it was yesterday that Xavi, it was the, the, the second anniversary of Xavi as a head coach. Yeah. Might have been two years. two years, two year anniversary. Like you said, he took a team that was in ninth under Ronald Kuman, put them, you know, in, in, we finished off in the top, in, in second that year. We finished off second, qualified for the Champions League, gone on to win La Liga um, with, you know, record breaking numbers, albeit defensive numbers. Um, I think as well in the process, we've had some beautiful games. You know, we dismantled Madrid, uh, with, with, with some excellent football in the Super Cup, in the league as well. 
the four nil uh, was with Xavi. You know, the, the same thing in 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 the Spanish Super Cup uh, final. And there are good, you know, moments there that that show that this team is capable of playing that style of football. I think, and I'm not washing hands of of uh, I'm not washing Chavi's hands completely here but I do think that there amongst the players is a sort of mm, lack in, of intensity there are many lapses in concentration uh you know uh, Kian that I'm doing or I have commentated all of the Barca games again uh, for for Barca's new new platform that is coming up, and what strikes me watching all of these matches again is how early sometimes Barca have conceded goals, uh, literally after seconds. These are more or 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 through uncharacteristic individual errors as well, bad passes, uh, where our opponents have been simply able to to capitalize on. But more than that, if just it. It, they ha- those moments have been signs, clear signs, that the concentration isn't entirely there, the intensity isn't there all the time, you know, as much as it, uh, as is needed, and uh, I think the players themselves can do a whole lot better before we continue to be uh, or remain to be critical with Xavi, who again I'm, I'm not washing his hands entirely. I think in the Clásico, for example, I just did that game. Uh, Kian on uh, a couple days uh, ago I, I texted you I was like oh I'm getting to do the game again it was after we did the podcast mm-hmm. uh, and what annoyed me and I didn't notice it at the time is you mentioned it in fact I would have preferred Ferran Torres to have stayed on than Lewandowski to have come on I felt that he didn't bring the energy, the intensity that was needed uh, in that Clásico to remain competitive. And it was almost like, this is maybe a bit extreme, but playing with a player less. Mm. Uh, I don't think that, you know, um, I think Ferran would have done a better job had he stayed on, yes. Given the way that the second half went and that Real Madrid were bringing their lineup higher, and Barcelona were playing more defensive. For counterattacking purposes, Ferran would have been more useful, that's for sure. And defensively, I think, also <clears throat> yeah, more present. Also yeah. that. Um, the thing is, like when you look at Barca under Xavi, it, uh, to me, it's like, and again, like you listed like, a bunch of managers that are obviously great managers who could also do well at Barca, possibly better. But like I think... The thing with Xavi under Barca is that it's actually been a mix of what fans want, which is quote-unquote good football, but also results playing ugly football, which I think is really important. You need to any team in the world, I don't care what your philosophy is, whether you're, you want to play the most stereotypical sexy football of aggressive pressing, winning the ball, million chances and passing, no matter how great you are and how great you want to play, you need to be able to win ugly. Like, and I think, mm. you know, you have to, that is as much as like maybe some fans want to call it luck or, you know, whatever it is, it's a trait to be able to win ugly. Not all teams can win ugly. Like it's a, it's a skill set in my opinion. Mm. And I think Xavi has had the mix of results. Again, like what are we comparing Xavi to? The golden years of Barca under Pep or are we comparing him to what he actually took over, which was Kuman and Bartomeu's Barca. It was a com- two completely different things. You know, it's difficult following Pep, but it's also difficult inheriting this team. 
So, like, to be fair to Chavi, like, what was expected of him, you know? He's he's always been viewed as Pep 2.0. That's the, yeah. his big disadvantage. Which is unfair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's completely unfair. You, you know, which is why, which is why I'll never forget. And it's it, it's it's funny actually. Um, an ex colleague of mine years ago, when Chavi's name was first mentioned, and I'm talking, this was <clears throat> like Valverde. Going from Valverde to Xavi, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much like you know, his name was being thrown out there the day he went to Qatar or something. You know, it was, um, he was saying like you know, the, his argument was Xavi should come very late in his managerial career to Barca because as mm-hmm. soon as he touches down, he's going to be compared to Pep. That was his his article summed up. And at the time, I was like, wow, it's an exaggeration, and I don't know. But now I'm seeing it's true. Like the scrutiny. And ex- ex- expectations as well upon Gabi's soldier uh, shoulders are, and soldiers are massive, you know. And and you know, at the top of the broadcast of this podcast, uh, I talk about the fact that it's been two years that we haven't even advanced past, you know, the latter stages, knockout stages of the Champions League. But before that, the history before that is arguably arguably almost more dramatic through in the manner in which we exited you know knockout stages and look at the players we had as well i mean you love to mention it messi was on those teams you know i feel like since lucho left really would you say that it's it's been dramatic yeah yeah uh what was like the last like lucho i mean the the, the six one yeah like that, that the Juventus knockout after the six one remontada against psg was like ah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what was it all that for? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's funny because it's not just Barca managers that get compared to Pep. Like any manager that comes up from the youth system, like Zidane was compared to Pep. Like, because people were like, oh, if Pep could do it, maybe Zidane can do it without experience. Right. Right. You know, and then he was, he was compared to Pep. And then anyone who comes up, like, oh, well, you know, this is the. This is what justifies appointing a manager from the youth team now. Like, not, I'm not saying Xavi was from the youth team, obviously, but like any any manager who gets appointed with without experience, it's like, well, Pep succeeded, and now we can say Zidane succeeded, and like we use these guys as barometers. But really, I don't know if that's the those are those are outliers. Um, but I think also with with Xavi, I think you can kind of see an evolution with him too, like. It's funny, like, I'm trying to remember now, going back to when he was coaching in Qatar. A lot of people would take his interviews when he was coaching there or even before he became a coach and turn them into memes. Like, this guy is out of his mind. Like, this guy has no idea what he's doing. Great player. I don't think it's going to be make him into a great coach. And I would look at his quotes and I'd be like, actually, this guy's a really intelligent person in, in terms of football IQ. Like, he mm. is going to succeed, I think. Mm. But I also, like, was very skeptical in that, you know, he had that interview in The Guardian, I think, like, when he just reti- retired, where he said, if uh, if you have a system, and, you know, we all know what he believes in, it's, the, you know, the, the cry philosophy, the pep philosophy, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And he said, if it's not working... It's not because of the system. It's it's the players. You change the players, not the system. Mm. And I remember like looking at things like that and be like, well, he he clearly wants to play one way or the highway. 
And I wonder how much that is going to be to his detriment because part of the mm. Barca's problem has been that they play a certain way and a lot of these Champions League exits were because those everyone knew that they were going to keep a high line and play this way and they could exploit it if the team was good enough, the coach was good enough, the players were good enough, and that's what was happening. But then you look at the fact that, you know, actually in the past couple of years, he's really focused on improving the defense. And, you know, and that's part of the reason why it's been a bit ugly. You look at that Real Sociedad game. And mind you, I'm not the best person to analyze that game because it was a background game for me, not like I'm sitting down and taking notes on this. But from what I saw... That's a big game. That's one you want to sit down and watch, man. I know. I know. But just from my, like, observations of that, it looked like Real Sociedad um, had a good amount of the ball, possession. I mean, I'm looking at it now. They had had, uh, Real Sociedad, man... They should have won that game. They should have absolutely won that game. If last week, uh, I'm going to bring this up, Barca deserved the win more for the 70 minutes of the game. Real Sociedad absolutely deserved the win. They had a lot of, they, the possession was kind of even, but they had a lot of possession in Barcelona's half, which was the difference. Uh, and chances. But you know what's funny, Diego? You say all that, but here's what the numbers say. The XG, Real Sociedad 0.8. Barcelona won. <laughs> Where so, does that come from? I've always, I've always doubted that XG stat. I mean, that is ups- that's. I was gonna say upsetting, and that's coming from a coulee. But no, honestly, how's that possible? Well, so- sometimes a better barometer than XG is actually field tilt, and field tilt, which means basically which team has the ball in the opponent's third. And that was Real Sociedad 70%, Barca 30%. So with the field to the century, Real Sociedad were in Barcelona's half, basically playing okay. football, and Barcelona were reacting to that. That is, in right. some ways, a better barometer. But Yes. <clears throat> um, no, they kill, and right off the bat as well, again, I guess how many teams did this happen now? You know, uh, who did we play that they scored the quickest goal in uh, almost La Liga history, pretty much? God damn it. Who was it? Um, no idea. Was it Cadiz? I, don't I need to see. But uh, I mean, Barca had been conceding from kickoff. Way uh, maybe it was Granada. I think it was Granada. Okay. Also against Mallorca. I mean, right from the get-go, far too many times. And the same thing was almost about to happen. I mean, Real Sociedad, without any exaggeration, could have been up three uh, nil after ten minutes, like mm. ten fifteen minutes, and. Uh, it was an ugly win. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they ground it, you know, ground it out, grind it out, grind, ground it out. Ground it, past tense, yeah. Um, of course, when Araujo scored the goal, uh, it was euphoric. It felt uh, delicious. It felt good. Uh, it was a big sigh of relief when he did. I never believed it. I was happy with the nil-nil. I mean, I was happy with the point. Mm. Um, and I thought the point was in play, uh, but I just didn't expect the monster, the legend, the best center back in the world right now to uh, come in there, jump in there for the rescue and give us three golden points that at least allow us to dream to be remain in the hunt for La Liga after a hurtful classical loss. We bounce back from that. Um and we need to get something out of it, you know. Now, you know, I hope that uh, the Gundogan 
post match post classico talk will have done its you know served its purpose to have ignited a fire and not caused a division as uh, some newspapers of course local uh, have been reporting because uh, you got to criticize Barca you know there's never a day of rest internally externally yeah. it's uh, insane that's the nature of the beast yeah i mean uh, they will find ways to twist it into to whatever negative thing like look i'm not saying that's wrong like it's important to look at how you played and see if that's sustainable or not um so i get it I, you know it's not but should also i guess point out the fact that have we seen healthy healthy you're going to onset the gala yet have we seen that this season yeah there's no excuse Kia. but how it's a genuine question have we uh, it, it, it is a very good question. Uh, I think ga- Which means uh, against Frankie Getafe. Pedri. I think I think match day one against Getafe. The, the, you, uh, the ironical one, ironically, you didn't win that game, but didn't win that, and uh, <clears throat> it was a, a disgusting game. I mean, to start off the season in that way was was horrible. Mm. Um, <laughs> I think that's it. I think that the Once de Gala was on match day one. I'll tell you right now. Hold on, let me see who was there. Um. We had, my friend, in the back, Balde, Christensen, Kunde, Araujo, and Golter's taken, of course. Uh, Romeo, Gundogan, De Jong, Pedri, Lewandowski, and Rafinha. Mm. So, you know. Yeah. Lamin Yamal on the bench. So, I mean, he, he's in the Once de Gala now. Lamin Yamal is on the bench. Gabi has to be in your Once de Gala right now. I cannot leave Gabi on the bench. I would put Gundogan on the bench. Right now, my three... B-team player would... Gundogan, am I right? <laughs> Treble winner, one of the best midfielders in the world. B-team. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, I mean the, the three that I think have to be on the field if they're healthy are Pedri, Frankie, and Gavi. And the fourth one can be Gundogan instead of absolutely. Jao Felix, for example. Claro, Joao wasn't here against Although Getafe. Joao also is having a good season, even though he's not scoring right now. He's still playing well. Oh, I think. he's so good. I wonder how that's going to finish. end up in the end. Because he clearly wants to stay. If he stays, keeps this up, Xavi will want him to stay. Atletico will want to cash in like never before. 80 mil, I guess. Marso will say, we don't got the money. And... Well, uh, He'll go to Dubai. I mean, uh, Saudi. There's <laughs> a new league in Dubai that I don't know about. Hey, um, Iniesta's in Dubai, you know. He's playing? Yeah. Okay. I, I thought he retired. <laughs> <laughs> I, That's I hilarious. That was, that was uh, I saw a meme the other day where they had uh, his photo and uh, the team that he's playing for in the, uh, I forget what it's called, uh, the UAE League. And uh, the meme was something like, I thought he, I thought he retired or, or something like, the, has he come out of retirement in need for money? It Did we not best. literally see an announcement that he retired like a few months ago? Uh, Maybe that was someone else. That was Boyan. Boyan is retired. Could be confused with him. Is Ricky Listen, Pooch still uh, playing football? Hey, dude, he's lighting it up. Are you kidding? He's like the hero of uh, L.A., of the galaxy. I told you, man. Should have kept him. Well, I'm I'm, I'm happy for him. Uh, you know, it's good that he's uh, an important player on that team. I've always 
had hopes at that time during that time where everybody was calling his name and every time he came off the bench he was being productive it's so strange how that never worked out man mm. it's uh it's a head scratcher but he's doing well apparently in la galaxy what i wanted to ask and uh kind of quickly because unfortunately dear listeners kickoff is uh, starting soon and yeah. uh Barca have the early done has got to go and check Shakhtar. in zizu you mentioned his name earlier is he gonna come back and coach or what what's up it's like united uh, le bleu then it's brazil then it's uh Oranje. i wouldn't mind zizu at, at Oranje, i guess i, th- I thought you were gonna that. say barca um <laughs> uh i don't know what you don't know where do you see him next psg the q god forbid um, I don't know. The Q! I can't picture him taking on a small team. You know what I mean? I can't picture him with a group of, you know, low-profile players, low-profile. To me, it's either he comes back Juve. to Real Madrid one day. Maybe Juve. I don't know. Juve. To, to me, it's either France or Real Madrid. Like those are the two things I can't. You want him, him back? going to Marseille, for example. Sorry. I guess you want him back for a third spell. The weird, the funny thing with Zizou is that like, I don't quote unquote want him back, but I would take him back whenever he wants to come back. Do you know? What I mean? Does that make sense? I take you. I don't want you, but I'll take you. Right. <laughs> so, like for example, if if I had a choice right now between Chabi Alonso or Zidane. After right, Ancelotti obviously. left, I would t- I would choose Chabi Alonso. Obviously, but obviously. if if Chabi Alonso like can't come for whatever reason and Ancelotti leaves and Zidane comes back, I wouldn't wouldn't like sit in a dark room and start crying. I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, Zidane yeah, is yeah. back. Yeah, let's He's go. Back. Let's go. Another three Champions Leagues in the bag. Yeah, Black yeah. Magic is back. <laughs> Black <laughs> Magic, baby. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think he dodged the bullet with the United gig, huh? I mean. I don't think I, don't, I think any coach is just doomed right now to go to United. I don't any, know what's going on over there. That's <laughs> just, not just Sir Alex it. Ferguson is doomed there. My goodness, I think he dodged a bullet. I don't know if he could have done much better as the other coaches have done at this point. Van Gaal, mm. uh, Mourinho, Ten Hag—they're all. I mean, they're tanking over there. It's it's a coach graveyard. My my God. It's a coach and player graveyard, I'd say. Yeah, it's yeah. Everything. Yeah. It's just a yeah. It's just a dead. It's a place for dead people. Yeah. But uh, I think I could see him with friends for sure. I think that's been in the making. Um, I th- I could see him with Q the Q. Uh, I and I, I could also not. see him. Yeah, I, I could also see him go to a United, though. Having said that, on if you know now that they're under ma- different management, maybe the I don't know the board change. Who knows? I could still see him there, and uh, maybe he would. You know, Black Magic will go to work. Who knows? And and they become uh, the new reign supreme. Right now, I just think City still have it on lock, and with other teams that are much more ready to compete, City for that title than than a United anytime mm. soon. Yeah, no? I mean, I, I don't know. I, 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 for some reason, I just can't picture him um, mm. at anywhere besides Real Madrid in France. It'll just be weird, I guess. Maybe look, I, I can see this as well. Quick one, quick in and out in uh, in Saudi. Quick little 
little cash in. Uh, he's been a while. He's out of work. I can't even see that. Like, he's never Just, been that type of – like, he walked away no? from money two times at Real Madrid. As a player, he walked away early, left money on the table. As a coach, he left money on the table because he it's didn't want true. to finish his contract. So I don't know. If, yeah. I think – and also, like, looking at his Instagram, he's loving life. He's like in all these cool spots around the world. He's playing football in his kids with his backyard. I think he's like kind of like happy right now. Um, but That's it's good. like the other thing is like the longer he stays out of the game, I think it might be harder for him. So I, mm. I feel like he should pick it up soon if he's going to come back soon. I don't know. Anyways. It's like Frank Reichardt. Like he never. What was his last job? Actually, his last job was in the Middle East somewhere. If yeah. I remember correctly. I remember yeah. he had a job like that after he left Barca. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he never came back. Uh, okay, cool. Barca, Shakhtar kicking off now. Um, yeah, playboy. And good luck with that. It's in Germany, Cheers. not Ukraine. Yeah, they play. Yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. So you guys need like one point from the next three games. Who cares? You yeah. guys got it. You got it. I know, but I want to get it done and let's do it in style. Vamos, Chavi. Fair enough. Vamos, All right, bro. Good chatting. All right, dude. Yep. We'll be back uh, later this week on patreon.com slash churros y tacticas. That's where you'll find us. Peace out, guys. Take care. Peace, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.